Perek Dalid, Chapter 4 of Daniel. As we noted previously, the last two verses of Chapter 3, Perek Gimel, really belong to this Perek. Parenthetically, the chapter divisions of all of Tanakh, with the exception of Tehillim, do not have any Jewish significance, so we should not be surprised that we need to reconnect with the original division. So let's go back to Perek Gimel, Pesukim Lamed Aleph and Lamed Bet, just quickly so that we have the context. Nebuchadnezzar Malka, Lechol HaMamaya, Umaya V'Lishanaya, from Nebuchadnezzar the king to all peoples and nations and languages. The Dairin Bechol Ara, that live all over the earth. Shal Mechon Yaskei, may your peace be abundant. Atya V'Timhaya, Di Avad Imei Eloha Ela'a, it behooves me how great to relate the signs and wonders that the Supreme God has performed for me. How great are his signs, how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And his dominion will last for all generations. So he is now... Um, he's now lauding Hashem with this beautiful poem um, of uh, introductory poem of praise. It should be noted that in Zemirot Shabbat, written by Rabbi Yisrael Najara, he quotes many of these phrases in his Aramaic Zemer called Karibon, the Lord, God, O Lord. So now he describes a frightening dream. Perek Dalit Pasuk Aleph. I was tranquil in my own home, and vigorous in my palace. I was satiated with all good. I had nothing to worry about. What happened? I saw a dream that made me fearful. And my thoughts upon my bed, and the visions that were in my head, caused me to be upset and perplexed. Um, he's dreaming about his own personal future, so he's extremely upset that he had this dream, which got him upset, in contrast to his introduction of peace and tranquility. Notice that he talks about his dreams and his thoughts. We know psychologically that that which we think about during the day, even if we don't express it, becomes our dreams at night. So what did he do? And therefore I issued a command. I issued a command to bring before me all the sages of Babel. Who will tell me the interpretation of the dream. We know exactly that's the same thing that what happened in Perak Bet. However, unlike the unreasonable demand of tell me my dream, he only wanted to know what the interpretation of the dream was at this point. Ma'adein alin, therefore, who came? The Khartumaya, Ashafaya, Kazdaya, Bigizraya. All these different astrologers and magicians came. V'chalma amar, I told them my dream, and they couldn't leave, and they could not tell me the interpretation of the dream. Okay, they brought all four of these wise men, and they couldn't tell me the interpretation. Now, when we read the dream, when we see the dream, we'll see that it really is probably easy to tell what the dream is. So why are they unable? It could, Rav Sadi Gaon says, it's because they were afraid to tell him because he told them a very fright. He told them something very scary, and they were afraid to 
prophesize his downfall, or they were afraid that they knew what happened to their friends who had been unsuccessful, so they were afraid to say anything. Pasuk Dalid. Va'ad acharin, and at the last, al kadmei Daniel, came Daniel, dishmei barshatzar kishum elohai, whose name Belteshatzar is named after my God, v'dei ruach elohin kadishin be, and who has the spirit of the holy God upon him, v'chelma kadumahi amrat, and I told him my dream. I told I told Daniel what my dream was. Okay, and this is what he said to him. Belteshatzar, Rav Hartumaya, you chief of the magicians, the Anayadet, whom I know, the Ruach Elohim Kadishin Bach, that you have the spirit of the Holy God in you, the Choraz Loa Naslach, and no secret can be hidden from you. This is the vision of my dream that I saw. Tell me its interpretation. So he's ready to tell him everything that happened, and please now give me the explanation of the of my dream. So what was what was his dream? This is these are the visions upon my head upon my bed. Chazehavit, I was watching. The alu and behold, ilan bego ara urume sagay. There's a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height is great. It's extremely large, and we can get this idea already that Nebuchadnezzar is picturing himself as a tree in the middle of the land. He is the center of all known civilization. He is. Um, he, he's the person to be watched. So then what happens? Pasuchet. Reva ilana. The tree is growing. Okay. Utakif and became very strong. Uramayim te lishmaya. And its height reached up to the heavens. Vichazute lesof kolara. And it could be seen all over the world. Once again, this idea of an absolutely central you know, reaching up to the heavens tree. And we know that in Sefer Yishaya, the king of Babel is quoted as saying, he will reach until the heavens. Okay, so we have this this tree trying to re- even reach into the heavens, um, overreaching what it would normally have to have as its domain. Not only that, Pasuk Tet, Afaya Shapir, its foliage was beautiful, and it had many fruits, Umazon Lechula and it was able to feed everybody through it. Under it, the the um, the beasts of the field were able to take have shade, sit in its shadow. And in its um, branches, the birds of heaven could nest. And all flesh. I was in the visions of my head upon my bed. I was watching. And behold, a holy angel came down from the heavens. Um, it descends from the heavens. Kara, it called out loudly. And this is what it said. Cut down the tree, and chop off its branches. Um, throw away its its leaves. Ubadru in bay, 
and scatter its fruit. Scatter, let the animals move away from under if it's and the and the birds from on top of its um, branches. So we have this poetic almost calling out about cutting down the tree, get rid of all its branches, move everybody out from under its protection. However, Biram, Pasukyud Bet, Ikar Shor Shehu Ba'artsa Shivuku, leave its main branch, its main root in the ground. Ube'esor de parzel unachash, bidita dibra, okay, and um, let it be, let it be tied down with a band of iron and copper into the grass of the fields. Ube'tal shmaya yitztaba, and let it be washed by the dew of heaven. Ve'im chebata chelka ba'asev, Ara and let it be let its lot be together with that of the beasts in the grass of the earth. So the main part of the tree should be bound down by iron and brass towards to the grass, and it should be open to the elements and share its existence with the wild animals of the field. What's happening over here? This is become starting to become very frightening. And then it, sh- it goes on to say, Pasukid Gimel. It will change its heart from that of a man. It will have the heart of an animal. And seven periods, seven time periods will pass over it. We're not sure what idnan means. Rashi says it means years, and the Rabag says it just means eras, but does not explain what the eras are. Bigzerat Pasuk Yudalit, Bigzerat Irin Pitgama Umamar Kadishin Sheelta. This is the matter is decreed by by the angels and the sentence that's given by the word of the Holy One, Adibrat the Indun Chaya, so that all living things should know the Shalit Ila that there is a supreme being, Bemachut Ansha, who rules over the kingdom of man. Ulamandi Yitzbei, and to the he who he desires, Yitnena, he will give it to Ushval Anashim Yakim Alei, and he will appoint the lowliest of men over it. Hashem is the one who is in control. This is why he needs to know that Hashem is in control of everything. This is the decree of the heavenly court. Um, so the people will know that there is someone above earthly rulers, no matter how powerful that person is. And this is a very frightening thing. So what is Nebuchadnezzar's reaction? This is the dream that I saw. I, the king Nebuchadnezzar. Notice how he's pitifully trying to hold on to his dominion by saying, I'm the king, I'm the king. And you, Belteshatzar, give me its answer. Give me its interpretation. Because, Because all the sages of my kingdom are not able to give me the interpretation to make it known. The ant kahel, okay, but you can. Kiruach Elohim kadishin bach, because the spirit of God is upon you. You're the wisest. You have divine inspiration. Please tell me what this is going to be. And now Daniel will give his interpretation as well as some advice. Pasuk tetzayin. Edin Daniel, and then Daniel, dishmei belteshatar eshtomem, whose name was belteshatar, Eshtomem was quiet, kishaaf chada for a little while, v'rayonei v'halunei, and his thoughts were confounding him. Anei malka, the king exclaimed, v'amar belteshatzar, chelmei upishrei aliyvalucha. Let the dream and its interpretation not make not make you bewildered. Anei belteshatzar, belteshatzar, meaning Daniel answered v'amar, and he said, mari, my my lord. 
May this dream be upon your enemies, and its interpretation upon your foes. Daniel knows that this is a very frightening dream, and he wants to, he, he's afraid, he's astounded and confused by this dream, so he hesitates to tell Nebuchadnezzar the answer. Nebuchadnezzar reassures him, he understands, he realizes that it's bad, and, he therefore, and then Daniel wishes to the king, that whatever he saw should really happen not to him but to his enemies. We know, for example, in the Gemara, when they need to describe something bad happening to the Jewish people, it says, Sonei Israel, the enemies of the Jewish people, as a wish that it shouldn't happen to us. So now Daniel, in the next two psukim, retells the dream. He says, Ilana di Chazit, the tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, its height reached the heavens and was visible, visible to the entire earth. And its foliage was beautiful, and its fruit was plentiful, and it had food for everybody in it. And under it would dwell the, fe- the beasts of the field. And in its branches nested the birds of his heaven. So he repeats what the dream was, and now he starts to explain and interpret the dream. Antumaka, it is you, O king, diraft who has grown utikaft and become powerful. Urivutech ribat, and your greatness has grown, umetatli shamaya and reached up to the heaven. sofara, and your dominion reaches to the ends of the earth. You rule over everything. Vidi Chaza, okay, and that Chaza Malka, and that which the king saw, Ir Vikadish Nachit Min Shamaya, a holy angel came down from heaven, the Amar, and said, Giduilana, cut down the tree, the Chabluhi, and destroy it. Biram, except for Ikar Shor Shehaba Ar Ashivuku, but leave its major roots in the ground, Ube Esor di Farzel Vinachash, and tied up with with iron and with copper, Bidita. In the dibra, in the in the grass of the field, ubetal shamai yitztaba, and let it be washed by the dew of heaven. Vimchevat birachelkai, okay, and its lot will be with the beasts of the field. Adi shiva idnan yichalfun alohi until seven time periods have passed over it. So he reviews the second part of the dream. Notice there's sevens over here. And it took seven years in Melachim Aleph to build the Beit HaMikdash. Let's see if that will be significant. Now he introduces the explanation. Pasuk Aleph. Dina Pishrei Malka. This is the interpretation, O king. Ugzerat ilahi. And it is the decree of the Supreme Being. Dimitat Amar E Malka. That will befall my lord the king. Pasuk Chafbet. Vilach Tardin. They will drive you, min arasha, from humankind. V'imchevat bira lehevu midorach, and you will live with the animals of the field. V'ispa and grass, kitorin lach yitamun, you will be fed like oxen. Umital shemaya lecha mitzabin, and you will be washed with the dew of heaven. V'shiva idanin yichalfun alach, and seven time periods will pass over you. Ad until... 
until you recognize that there is a supreme one who rules over the kingdom of man, and he gives that supreme domination to one who he wishes. In other words, this will be a time period where you will leave humanity, you will live with animals in the field, you'll be fed grass like oxen, you'll be washed by dew, you'll be naked and exposed to all of the elements until you realize and acknowledge that there is a higher power. Pasuk and that which they said, to leave over the major roots of the kingdom, your kingdom will remain for you when you recognize that heaven rules. So there is hope for you, but you need to recognize that heaven will that heaven is in charge. And then he gives him some advice, Pasuk Havdalad, he gives him an idea. This is similar to what we know Yosef did. When Yosef interprets Paro's dream, he then gives him advice into how to handle the results of the dream. So, Pasuk Havdalad, Lahain Malka, nevertheless, O king, Milki Yishparalach, let my advice be acceptable to you. Bichatacha Bitzitaka Paruk, and redeem your sin through righteousness. Be'evyatcha Bimichan Anin, and your iniquities through doing kindness to the poor. Maybe there will be a continuation to your tranquility. Do good deeds, and maybe it will at least be deferred, if not totally disregarded. All this happened to Nebuchadnezzar the king. It does, in fact, happen... And this is um, written now in the third person. It could be that this is a literary device within the letter or that Nebuchadnezzar doesn't want to describe it about himself personally because it hurts. He feels it. So what happens then? At the end of 12 months, he was walking on top of his royal palace at the end of 12 months when he had followed Daniel's advice. He's walking along on the top of his palace. And this should really echo to us the story in Shmuel Bet, where David HaMelech was also walking on the roof of his palace and he begins his downfall with Bathsheba. Pasuk Chavzayin, Anamalka, the king exclaimed, and he said, Halo dahi bavel, rabta, is this not the great bavel? The Anna Bineta that I have built up, Lebet Mahu to a royal house, Bitkaf Hisne with with the with my powerful strength, Uli Karhadare, for the glorification of my splendor. So he starts to boast about his greatness, even though he'd spent the last twelve months giving charity and trying to avoid this terrible degree decree. Pasukhafret. Old Mita Bifu Malka. And the words are still in his, the king's mouth. Kalmin Shamaya Nafal. A voice falls down from the heaven. Lach amrin Nebuchadnezzar, Malka, to you, Nebuchadnezzar, we say, the king, we say, Malchuta adat minach, your kingdom has been taken away from you. It, then it repeats its fate, his fate again. Umin anasha lach tardin. Okay, and you will be driven out from it. We are driving you out from humanity. And you will live with the animals of the field. And you will be fed grass like oxen. And seven time periods will pass over you. Until you acknowledge that the Supreme One rules over the kingdom of men. And to whom he wishes to give it, he will give it. What happens after this decree? 
In that very moment, the decree befalls Nebuchadnezzar. Umin al-Ashat, to read, he's driven out from humanity, the Isbaketorin Yochul, and he ate grass like oxen, umital shamaya gishmei yitzabei, and he's, um, his body is washed by the dew of the heaven, adi sa'ara kinishrin rabat, until his hair grew like eagle's feathers, and his nails became like bird's talons. He looked like an animal, totally animalistic um, look, and this really may be the source of the Gemarot, which attribute bestial acts, beastly acts to Nebuchadnezzar. According to Rabbi Yaakov Midan, there was a palace coup at this time, and his he was kept in prison under terrible conditions, which are being described here, totally neglected. In any case, he no longer is the ruler. And now we go back to the letter. Okay, no longer the historical aside, but rather we return to the sec- to the first person description in his letter. Viliktsat Yomaya, at the end of these time period of years, Ana Nebuchadnezzar, I Nebuchadnezzar, I raised my eyes to heaven. And my sense returned to me. And I bless the Supreme One. And to the One who lives forever, I praised and glorified. Whose rule is an eternal rule. And whose kingship is for all generations. So after he was in this totally feral state, he realizes his intellect returns. Uh, the, uh, interestingly, Ibn Ezra says that he was depressed and his depression now lifted, and he realizes what, what is really in control of the world, who is really in control of the world. Pasuk Lamed Bet, V'chol Ara, and all the inhabitants of the earth, K'ilach are nothing. Oh, he counts as nothing. And as he acts according to his will with the hosts of the heaven, and those who live on earth. And there is no one who can hold his hand back or to say to him, What have you done? There is nobody that can come and protest what it is that God does. Once he comes to that recognition, at that time, my senses return to me. And I return to the glory of my kingdom. My appearance came back to me. And my ministers and my nobles come back to me and look for, my, for me as a source of power. I was reestablished over my kingdom. And I had additional greatness given to me. So I was given even a greater position. And what is the result of this? When I realize who is in control, when I'm in full command of my intellect, Pasuk Lamedalin, Ka'an, now, Anan Nebuchadnezzar, Ay Nebuchadnezzar. Notice he doesn't call himself Malka, the king. Mishabeach umiromem umehader. I praise, extol, and glorify Lamelech Shamaya, the king of the heaven. Dichol ma'abudeho kshot, whose actions are all in truth. Ve'orchatat din, and whose paths are in justice. Vidi mahalchin begeva, and who is able to humble. Yachila, sorry. And who is able to humble those who walk haughtily. So Nebuchadnezzar comes to a recognition of who is actually in control. 
and he does what we call Tziduk Hadin. He accepts that which is done to him. Now, interestingly, there is no mention of this episode in the Babylonian Chronicles, but there was a Babylonian king, Nebunaid, who was a leper for seven years. And in the Qumran scrolls, they found the text of his prayer, where he was healed by a Jew and praised Hashem. And his regent was his son, Belshazzar. So it could be that the Babylonian chronicles shifted the story from Nebunaid, from Nebuchadnezzar, to Nebunaid instead. Now the question is, why did he send out this letter? The Abarbanel says that he did Teshuvah, and he's doing Kiddush Hashem. The other possibility is that he needed to publicize that he's back and explain where he had been and what had happened. And if he publicizes in this way, he's saying, God is now on my side. Everybody, you, my nation, who had rebelled against me, need to behave. It's interesting if we look through here, if we look through the chapters, we can see Nebuchadnezzar's religious growth. In Perak Bet, in chapter 2, he acknowledges that Hashem is the chief God, but he still is an idolater. Remember, he even wanted to make Daniel into a, into a god. In Perak Gimel, we see some regression where he builds this statue either against the prophecy in Perak Bet or just against Hashem, but then he acknowledges Hashem is great and orders all to honor Hashem. And in Perak Dalin, he praises Hashem and he realizes not only that Hashem is in, in, over all the other gods, but that there is this concept of Hashem's hashkacha, of Hashem being involved in what happens to us all. I wish you all a great day.